Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. And also with Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And a little shout out to Vicky in Boise, Idaho. Hi, hey, Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> so, uh, look, we this is going to be an interesting show today because uh, I know we're in Advent, and what that usually means is people start thinking about. Um, they anticipate Christmas, so they start mm-hmm. thinking about what's coming, and it's a joy-filled season. I'm sure that some people are listening to um, those forbidden songs on the radio uh, <laughs> that we're not supposed to listen to during Advent. That I admit I listen to, and uh, so there's just like a lot of a lot of joy in the Tell air. Tell us one forbidden song. Uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I don't know oh, Christmas songs. Okay, I was thinking like meant. Grandma got run over. <laughs> now that one is bad. <laughs> I do not. Although that is theologically sound. No, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sure it is. Mary, yeah, Mary, did you know? Um, no, we're not going to go there. So, uh, no, so, so that's where people are. So it's right. usually, it's a happy time. It is. So I'm going to darken things up just a little bit. Uh, of course you are. Well, so Advent, you know, Adventus. Adventus, that, that in Latin, you know, means, you know, uh, what's coming or... Uh, you know the arrival or arriving you know so on the advent of of something coming mm-hmm. right and and so we we anticipate the coming of Jesus um certainly the coming of Jesus um at christmas time the coming of Jesus at the second coming mm-hmm. right at the end of time and certainly the coming of Jesus uh literally for us catholics daily you know especially like in daily mass and mm-hmm. so um, and so we anticipate that, right? Well, I, I think that's also a time when we should be expecting another arrival. Mm-hmm. And that is the, you know, that which is not in... The bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy. Bad guy. The enemy. Right, the enemy. And, uh, and, and I, I think it would behoove us to pay attention to the fact that I think that Satan will attack. Uh, especially in these times of joy, because you know, you're right about that. We have a lot of. Uh, sometimes we get wrapped up in the joy, but there's also, um, if you look at like suicide rates, if you look at depression rates, if you look at uh, addiction rates, it's time of year for it. When you know, this is the time when people, when families, not that families cause that, but like when there's when there's broken. Some families do, I guess, <laughs> but when there's brokenness, right? When there's loneliness, when there's isolation, uh, it's it's a dangerous time spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that uh, all of a sudden, so I, every once in a while, as I'm sort of doing the you know scrolling, uh, you radio listeners, as I'm, I'm I'm making my finger go up like I'm scrolling a phone. Uh, a phone. But you know, we all look at we all look at Facebook and Twitter and and these other um, things uh, for 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 good or for bad. You know, those things are out there, and many of us spend some time there. I don't like to spend much, but every once in a while, something just strikes me. And says, this is interesting. And I look at it a little bit longer. Um, I don't usually like the little uh, the memes and stuff. They're funny. But I don't usually look at them. There's a lot of stuff I just don't pay attention to. But this thing caught my eye. And it was titled, Eight Signs You Were Under Spiritual Attack. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, let me give this a glance. Mm-hmm. 
and I, I kind of stuck on it. Um, and as I was looking at it, now uh, it came. I don't even remember who, uh, who, what friend or whatever had shared it. Uh, and it didn't have. It didn't attribute. Mike Dayship. Nope, it wasn't Mike. Okay, but it didn't. It wasn't. Uh, it didn't attribute itself to an author. Uh, I don't know who who it came from. I just saw this and said, like, this is good stuff. It's the way I think, mm-hmm. right? Um, and as it turns out, I had to do some investigating. Uh, and I found out it came from a guy named Jensen Franklin. That's a cool name. Jensen. Even cooler is how he spells his first name. Oh. It's J-E-N-T-E-Z-E-N. Oh, my. But it's pronounced Jensen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Jensen that's Franklin. An epic, that's an epic lasty firsty. He He is, well, he is a, uh, he's a senior pastor of Free Chapel. So I imagine it doesn't cost you to go there. It's oh. a Free Chapel. No, I, I I don't know the the origin. Obviously, it's uh, not Catholic, right? Yeah. Um, and so, one of our separated brothers and sisters, and uh, you can find out more about him at jensenfranklin.org, although I don't know that people can get there because he can't spell his first name, because it is kind of a tricky thing, but J-E-N-T-E-Z-E-N franklin.org is his um, uh, uh, website. And he's a he's a he's a pastor um, and uh, uh, obviously Protestant. And I listened to some of his stuff and thought it was actually pretty good, although it's not my flavor all the time. But this thing stuck with me when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, as I so I, I want I went and found the original where it came from, and it was like something he did. He did like a sermon that's like twenty something minutes long, uh, and you can find that online. It's all over the place, but. Uh, uh, this is 2015 when this first came out, and I, I'm assuming he wrote it. So I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. Sure, I don't want to just start using people's stuff because it gets out there and no one knows who wrote what. And if he just artfully took it and claimed it for himself, he did so very effectively. Very effectively, it's beautiful. <laughs> well, I, and also I don't know much about Jensen Franklin, and um, if he actually, if he's if he if he's a bad guy, I don't know. I don't think so. I from what I could see. <laughs> Uh, he seems like a pretty decent fella. I I don't I didn't get to look real closely. Uh, this is my disclaimer. In case someone says like you know he actually ate an endangered fe- uh, species of fish. You know he's he's evil. I don't know that he did that, and I hope he didn't. But but the thing is, I don't know much more about him other than this particular little thing struck me, uh, and I think it struck me because the time of year. Mm. Because I hadn't been to confession in a while, it actually caused me to go to confession. So that's a good Protestant sermon, wow. right? If it causes a good Catholic to go to confession, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, it's and and wow. and the original is not eight signs you're under spiritual attack. Uh, the original is not titled. I think it's something about spiritual attack, but maybe it's just signs because it's technically only seven signs, and the eighth thing is like things you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to go over those. Let's do it because I think that those. Those signs are things that we need to pay attention to, especially right now when we can get very comfortable in our spirituality and think that I'm good. It's the yep. same enemy attacking them as attacking us. That's right. That's exactly yep. right. So um, I, the points that he makes here, I think, are um, they're very practical. Mm-hmm. But this is this is not. And, and again, the theology of it. I'm not going to argue Protestant versus Catholic here in terms of like whether we should pay attention, because I usually don't listen to a lot of protestant theology because it can very quickly dip into things that become anti-catholic or whatever this doesn't go there um and as you point out rightly ziggy that you know that's we have the same common enemy yeah 
right? The enemy. Right. Right. And so so his number one on his list, uh, we'll just, it's seven signs, really, but we'll look at number one. It's loss of spiritual desire. Mm-hmm. So if you are experiencing these things, it's not saying that you are, Satan is attacking you. But it is saying these are, these are things, these are signs that we should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Right? Number one is loss of spiritual desire. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, obviously, um, uh, if you're a person that has always enjoyed Mass, you're a person that has a good prayer life or enjoys prayer time, you're a person that, that uh, avails themselves of the sacraments, takes, you know, and, and, and has a relationship with Jesus and relishes in that. But then you start to lose a desire for that. Might be under attack. Well, I find, for me, as I read this, I'm processing it through the lens of Ignatian spirituality and the teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola, where he said that the spiritual life, it's an oscillation between consolation and desolation. Consolation, you're living in faith, hope, and charity. You're on fire. Desolation, sin comes more easily than prayer. Prayer feels hard. It's, it's, it, it, you feel tired just at the thought of it. Uh, things like going to mass. You do not like that. have the desire. Yeah, it just feels heavy, a burden, right. and stuff right. like that. And St. Lo- Ignatius of Loyola teaches it's in times like that that it's most important to stick to your spiritual propositions. Right. Because that's, those are the front lines of spiritual warfare. Amen, amen. So if we're experiencing a loss of, of spiritual desire... I mean, it might very well be uh, a problem, a, mm-hmm. a, a one, of, one of the signs. The, the second one is, um, well, so first of all, you can check that for me, right? That, I got sign number one. Sign number two is physical fatigue, mm-hmm. right? Worn out, tired. I mean, there, there is something about, you know, the incarnation, about uh, the spirit taking on flesh, Mm-hmm. Right and how flesh is important and 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 an important part of us. Obviously, we have a, a spiritual nature, but we also well we have a spirit. We are a spiritual part of us, and there but there's also wed uh, to us this 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 physical right. We are body and soul, mm-hmm. and so things that are going wrong with the soul have an effect on the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes, like you know, if we're under attack, it's going to wear us out. Think about like Padre Pio and some of these. These guys that would show wake up in the morning and bruised, mm-hmm. right? And I imagine they were a little extra tired. It's like, hey, you didn't sleep well. <laughs> no, I was, you know, getting beaten up by the devil, right? right? So physical fatigue is another sign. And I'm thinking, okay, uh oh, I'm two for two. Hmm. That's not good. So, so then number three that he has on his list. And again, this is Jensen uh, Franklin and his list of uh, seven signs you're under spiritual attack. Number three is what he calls quote. A lack attack, end quote. Uh, it's something cool he. Quote. Yeah, it's a cool quote. Uh, lack attack. Mm-hmm. I've got a lack attack. Mm-hmm. And what that is essentially is um, when it seems like you're running out of your resources, right? When you're running out of the things that give you the juice to go. When you're running out of money. When you're running out of patience. When you're running out of uh, f- uh, friendships. When you're running out of uh, whatever resources. What do you? What, what? What you end up doing then is you start focusing on those needs. And less on Jesus, on the provider of those needs. You start like focusing on money and not on Jesus, right? So when you're in a lack of ta- a lack attack, you're being attacked in those m- points of vulnerability in your life. Well, and we're losing sight of the fact that God is not just our provider; He Himself is the most important provision. He makes Himself a provision. He doesn't to just us. give us good stuff; He gives Him Himself to us. Yes. 
Right, exactly. And so when we're lacking that is is also potentially when we're under attack. Now, I don't know that I'm experiencing that so much. In Catholic circles, actually, I heard uh, this being phrased as the if-only attack. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get caught up in the mindset of, if only I had this, if only I had that, then you're creating obstacles to you receiving the gift of God in your life. Because you're mm-hmm. saying, things would be good if I had this and if I had that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to... You know, doing as what our liturgy teaches, it is right and just always and everywhere to give thanks to you, O God. Amen. Amen. So we're in uh, the middle here of these uh, seven different signs that you might be under spiritual attack that come to us from uh, the Protestant minister, uh, Pastor Jensen Franklin uh, and his uh, Free Chapel Church. So anyway, uh, we're going to take a break because we're going to do the other signs and maybe talk a little bit about how to do something about that uh, afterwards because uh, Jensen Franklin gives us some some insight to that, too. Uh, that's him. Tom brought a picture of him on his phone. Got there good he is. Hair. Yeah, he has his nice hair. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like Tom's hair. Not quite. Not quite. Not good enough. You guys should have a, ha- a hair off. Pretty, a hair off, yes. He's got, yes. Better. <laughs> He's got better hair than me. I'm actually having a hair off. Do you notice? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to take a break. Before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Catholics who visit a Catholic church to attend a funeral or wedding are curious about some of the gestures made by the faithful during worship, including crossing themselves and genuflecting. One of the distinctive marks of the Catholic and Orthodox Christians is the practice of making the sign of the cross. This gesture, which often begins and ends prayers, is made by tracing a cross on the body by touching the forehead, lower chest, and both shoulders while saying, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thus, each Catholic prayer begins and ends by invoking the Most Blessed Trinity, and reminds the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the cross of the crucified Christ. This sign also makes each spoken prayer liturgical, in that the whole body is used in the act of worship. Making the sign of the cross is one of the most ancient Christian gestures, which is well known and referenced by early church fathers. Writing in the second century, Tertullian explains that in all our travels and movements, in bathing, working, and eating, Christians must mark their foreheads with the sign of the cross. Another early church father, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, exhorts the faithful that they should not be ashamed of Christ crucified, and the cross should be our seal made with our fingers on our brow in the various events of our day-to-day life. Genuflecting, or the act of kneeling on one or two knees and then rising again, is an ancient act showing respect and devotion to royalty or any superior and recognition of that person's authority. Since the Middle Ages, the faithful have genuflected in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and recognition of the reality that hidden in the tabernacle under the guise of bread is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Customarily, Catholics genuflect both when entering the presence of the Blessed Sacrament and upon leaving its presence. 
In the Eastern Christian churches, usually this respect is shown by a profound bow rather than by kneeling. Both the sign of the cross and genuflection are liturgical acts of prayer and worship, reminding the faithful that they are indelibly marked with the sign of the cross and that the true King of the universe, deserving of worship, lies hidden in the tabernacle of every Catholic church. I'm Bestrozimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And I am Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian, Aye. and also sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez. Hello, Governor. All right, all right, we're multinational, of course, and uh, and so got all that going for us. And we are actually in the middle of this list of eight signs, actually seven signs that you're under spiritual attack. Uh, they they come to us from Jensen Franklin, who is a Protestant pastor of Free Chapel, and again. Disclaimer, I don't know this guy, but this thing kind of spoke to me because in the middle of the night, I'm, I'm looking. I say middle of the night. I go to bed at like 830. <laughs> so maybe it was 930. And I'm going, I'm going through Facebook and I, someone had forwarded this. And it's like I'm reading this going like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking there's some common sense here. Mm-hmm. Like when, does the, when is the devil going to attack? Or if the devil attacked, what's it going to look like? Is there going to be a guy with red ears pointy ears and a, and a forked tail and a big and a pitchfork and snarling at you or is it going to be a loss of spiritual desire i got to say this too out loud and that is it's kind of nice to hear that a deacon has those same experiences that oh. just regular people like me have yeah it's just not our holy priests you know? they never have problems but the deacons <laughs> we are the problem children of the church you know what clergy. i mean though. no no that's good i i you know what i'd i'd want to be honest and tell people that I mean, this yeah. is what happens to everybody as yeah. a human being. Yeah. We all experience this, and the ones that say they don't are the ones that are lying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, this is uh, it's serious stuff. And if you think some of the great saints, I mentioned Padre Pio in the last segment. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was under attack constantly. Mother yeah. Teresa, last twenty oh, yeah. years of her life. Oh yeah, there's a there was a great darkness there for her. Yeah. It was really scary. So a uh, loss of spiritual desire, physical fatigue, a lack attack. Uh, coming at us when we seem to be lacking everything and 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 presuming that we're going to if we you know we'll focus on the the spirit on the, on the physical goods and not on the spiritual goods that that uh, God provides. Um, so number four in this list is a weak prayer life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. check. I mean, I I literally had to go to confession because it's like I just my prayer life was stinking, mm-hmm. and and I I can come up with all kinds of excuses. Like, why? I mean, I'm moving, this happened, that happened, that stress, that problem. And, but, like, weak prayer life, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about loss of spiritual desire and physical fatigue, I don't feel like praying, and all that stuff can it's work together. Yep. Right? It can all work together. Um, and, and that's what I think that uh, uh, Pastor Franklin is getting at here, and what I thought was so commonsensical, and you don't have to be Catholic to recognize that Satan can be at work in all of this stuff, right? Um, if you don't make time to pray, you'll never find time to pray. And that's when it goes back to what we were talking about, St. Ignatius of Loyola as but well. But it's so hard, Sam. Oh, Again. no, it is. It is. But making I during those times of consolation. Thank you. No, he <laughs> wouldn't. He's terrible. He made all the students feel awful because they're all listening going like, 
Oh, see, I knew it was my fault that I'm not praying. <laughs> no, no. But here's, this goes back to St. Ignatius of Loyola. I like Deacon Jeff because he says Satan's attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> Sam just says I'm lazy. I'm no, no. In, Sam. Here's what I'm getting at. I'm putting put it in the context of Ignatian spirituality. So we, in those moments of consolation where we really feel I'm alive as a son of da- or daughter of God and I'm filled with faith, hope, and charity and prayer comes easily and I'm alive with God, that's the time to make he, what St. Ignatius says is, our knowledge that we're in consolation, we have to balance that with recognition that de- desolation will come. When we're in desolation, let that be balanced by knowledge that consolation will become. So we need to make spiritual commitments only during times of consolation, but make them in a, in a moderated way to where I know that even if things get really bad again and I'm in desolation, I can still power through 15 minutes of biblical reading on a daily basis or prayer or whatever your spiritual commitments might be. And then once you have that locked in, you got to stick to it when you're in those weak prayer life moments. All right, so for everyone listening right now, basically what Sam just said is weak prayer life. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a valid point there. And and I love you, Iggy people. <laughs> I love you, too. Uh, you, uh, it's On behalf of all Iggy people everywhere. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, so uh, number five on this list is another one, man, that I can check off. Feeling overwhelmed and helpless. When you think about that, when you feel like there's just nothing that can lift you up, and I mean, you think about you know being near, uh, like despair, right? Being near there, but being depressed, being uh, just always uh, like people who are grieving, people who are lonely, um, and even if you're not grieving lonely, if you're just simply stressed, if things are going on in your life, you start to feel helpless, mm-hmm. and it's like it's right where the devil wants you. And again, it's not your fault. But it also could be that where the devil like starts to shroud you in darkness, mm-hmm. and when, that's a scary. That's a scary thing. When I fall into moments like that, what I end up realizing is I've fallen into the snare of self reliance instead of God reliance. I'm overwhelmed by circumstances because I put them all on myself. There, there you go again. See, it's your fault. Oh, for me, it's the devil attacking you. No, no, you, no. But, but, no. I agree, but the devil is telling me. That it's you on can't do me, it. as opposed to no, you're right. giving it over and surrendering it to God. And that's another great valid point, is the devil tells us, he, he sits there and whispers in our ear, mm-hmm. and uh, you're not worthy, you're not worth anything, you're not, uh, it's all your fault, you're weak, you're whatever. And so that's an, that's an important thing to note, that there's this, I mean, you know the old cartoons with two people on your shoulders whispering in your ear, one of them's the devil, whatever, the good angel and the bad angel, but, but, but honestly, the devil is always telling us, that kind of stuff and keeping us in a uh, basically addicted to him. Mm-hmm. Well, he wants. I heard. I heard a priest once say that the spirit of discouragement is the one spirit that makes a frontal attack on our gospel joy. All the other spirits, they try to go through the back way, slowly eat away at your joy. But discouragement, they're they're saying, no, you're not worthy of this joy. That belongs to me. Mm-hmm. So moving on, number six on this list from uh, Franklin, uh, Pastor Franklin's uh, list of um, spiritual attack. Uh, he says number six is old habits and lifestyles resurface. Now, a Catholic translation, you fall back into the same sin that you've been struggling with your entire adult life. Yep. And it just It's so common, and I'm sure priests will back me up on this, but people will come and say like, Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been whatever since my last confession. And you know what? I was really doing good, and then all of a sudden, I fell again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and 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 I mean that happens, right? So falling into a sin, an old lifestyle, an old habit. So talk to any addict of yeah. any kind, 
right? Whether it, yeah, whether it's uh, you know anger, drugs, sex, uh, uh, eating, what you, you, you people fall into things, and then then add in all those other things about you know the devil whispering in your ear and and sending you into uh, discouragement and and all these things happening, and you're mm-hmm. physically sick and tired and weak and just. I don't really want to go to mass, and then things compound from there. Right. And all of this may be a sign of spiritual attack, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then number seven, the last one on his list, is pulling away from godly relationships. I mean, how many times have we said no to people that want to help? Yeah. Right? And and I, I think about this in my own life. Like, when I'm in a bad place spiritually, I don't want to see those do-gooders. I don't want to see the guy that I know that is actually going to call me on the carpet. The guy is going to say to me, Dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I know you. I know you're a you're a son of God. You don't need to be acting like this. I'm going to call you out of this. I'm going to I'm going to be those the the helping hands to raise you up whatever. And you avoid them because maybe out of shame, guilt, embarrassment or even just like you're starting to you despise. Know right. You know they're right. You don't want to hear it. And you don't want to hear it. And you shut it down. Again, that that's where Satan wants you. Right. He oh, yeah. he loves isolation. Right, so those—I mean, those are those are some pretty profound things. And again, Catholic, not Catholic. I, I'm looking at this stuff, going, "This is practical advice." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, loss of spiritual desire, physical fatigue, lack attack, weak prayer life, feeling overwhelmed and helpless, old habits and lifestyles resurface, pulling away from godly relationships. These are real practical things. Mm-hmm. Now. His eighth thing that's in here, he didn't title it eight, but someone did. Somehow this got on the internet, and it's eight things. And the eighth thing really is um, he has some. So he has five do nots to break the enemy's attack. So these are like the ways to repair that. And I don't want to go into great detail here uh, because basically uh, we have some really powerful things as Catholics. Uh, One of which should be a do. Yes, exactly. Do go to confession. Exactly. Do, do go to mass. Right. right. Um, but he says, um, do not forget who made you. Ta- uh, uh, I think, Ziggy, you were talking a little bit about you, we, you are sons and daughters of God. Yes. Made in his image and likeness. That's important to understand. Do not forsake the time and place of prayer. Power through it. Do not forsake the place of power. Your church is a place of power. So go to church. Do not forsake the power of partnership. It's good to be around people who have lived longer, done more than you have done, and can give wise counsel. Do not disconnect from pastoral protection. Go to your fathers, your spiritual fathers, your priests. He didn't say that, but I'm saying that. And you know what? Our Blessed Mother can also lead us out of spiritual attack. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.